a lot of times you'll ask yourself, why would God put you through this or let you have this happen or let you experience this, right? Mm-hmm. Why, why would he make us suffer? Yeah. Why would all this pain be? And the easy answer for me is he knows what's next. Yeah. So that's, that's the way I look at it too. Today on the podcast, I've got a very special guest, Mr. Kyle Fox. Kyle has always been an inspiration to me, and I dare say he might be the reason that I was inspired to do this podcast, just because I started to realize that I can just go do things and make a difference in this world. So he's someone I definitely look up to. He is one of the founders of an organization called Follow the Flag, and I have been working with Follow the Flag for the past few years. I did an Eagle Scout project with them, and that's kind of how I got involved, but it's really, really cool. We fly the largest free-flying American flag to ever fly and we do lots of service missions and the mission of follow the flag is to honor heal inspire the world basically and bring unity in the country if you want to learn anything else about follow the flag we don't talk about a lot of specific specifics in this episode you can go to followtheflag.org and there's lots of cool things there and they also have instagram facebook all that so the reason i call this episode just do it is because that's kind of how kyle describes the first time that follow the flag started was they decided to just go pull a stunt and that's kind of something i've noticed that he loves to live by just use this time that you have on earth to go do things make a difference in the world and that's a lot of what we talk about today and we talk a little bit about follow the flag um life in 2020 lots of really cool things so i really hope you enjoy you are listening to episode nine of the coleman thompson podcast here with Kyle Fox. Um, how has your December been, Kyle? December, man, we're, uh, this year for me is, I've been one of the lucky ones, I think, where things have not gone too um, off for me. It's been busy, busy, busy with life and work, um, but uh, December has just kicked it in another gear. You can't really add anything to your schedule in December because <laughs> yeah. Christmas is coming and there's no room for anything else. So uh, it's going pretty fast. But I'm looking forward to the end of the year. It's going to be a celebration on New Year's Eve. I'm going to make sure and stay up till midnight and make sure that 2020 leaves. it's so funny how many people are just so excited for it to leave although i don't know how much is going to change right at that moment but (laughs) we'll see i guess if maybe if people have the attitude that we can make it better it will actually get better yeah it's maybe like the placebo yeah make it yeah but um i just kind of want to start it wanted to start with like anyone who doesn't know you what are your interests in life and what do you do um i uh and i'm i'm a i always say i'm like i'm a manila boy if you know where manila is it's a town that used to exist in northern pleasant grove (laughs) so i've been there my entire life 
actually moved in there when I was about five, so almost 42 years I've been in one square mile. Wow. Um, I guess I, I've been to a number of places in the world, but I have not moved That's crazy. very far. <laughs> so I've just been in one place. I Obviously, it's because I love it here. Um, I, I'm a family man. The older I get, I realize what's uh, important in life. Um, it's family and friends. And uh, where we live is pretty great. I am self-employed, so that has been something that has given me the opportunity to um, have some reins. It's really, it's really sculpted who I am. It's uh, made me work extremely hard, and so I think in that there's a, uh, an education that you get and gratitude that you get for hard work either paying off or hard work not paying off and everything in between but there's been times where you know I don't want to wake up and go I don't I don't you know so it gives me that flexibility to come and go as I please and kind of be um, be me and so I'm the type of person I try to now just really um, enjoy the moment because uh, I'm starting to hear little creaks and squeaks in my body and pain in my body and I'm realizing there's a window that's slowly closing on a lot of different yeah. things and so just taking advantage of all that but uh, that's me I'm I'm really a lover of the outdoors giant pumpkin grower for the last 15 years I've kind of fallen away from really growing and gotten into the flag thing but mm -hmm. uh just uh, married a farm girl, so her and I have been living, digging in the dirt and getting our hands into the dirt, and that's been a big therapy for me. Um, I just I I love I guess God's gift in in this this globe that we live on, and um, just I I think you don't realize you you're, you haven't lived if you haven't come close to death. So I like to push things <laughs> yeah. to the limit a lot and uh, push the envelope. And I just, I, I love people that do that. I love watching different people like push themselves. Like, uh, who was it? Um, Baumgartner. Bomb What's his first name? No, I can't think of it. Felix? Felix, maybe. I'm going to brain fart. 23 miles in space jumps out of the balloon. Oh, I think I've heard free that. falls um, at like high speeds. Yeah, that's parachutes cool. to the ground. Just like crazy <laughs> people pushing, you know, the human capabilities to the limit. I'm not yeah. saying I'm up there, but <laughs> I really love that people just do that yeah. just because. That's so cool. You know, that's living. Yeah. And one thing that I thought was cool about just as you're talking about yourself, you don't start by saying I am one of the founders of Follow the Flag. I grow giant pumpkins. Like those are kind of like things you touched on, but it's not like everything about who you are. <laughs> like there's so much more, and I think it's important to realize that a lot of people have titles and a lot of people are in positions that people look up to, but they that doesn't tell you everything about them. And so it's cool to hear how you describe yourself and what's actually most important. So 
how have you come in your life to find what's most important? Like just kind of from when you were young till now, how did it start? Have you always been a member of the church? Um, I have been a member of the church my whole life. Um, and I guess evolving in different stages of activity in it, activism in it, whatever you want to call it. Um, which I, I think is healthy in knowing all of that, you know, you, you don't know what you have till it's gone. And, um, I've experienced a lot of that, but, um, uh, it, it's been a big part in my life. Um, I'm, I'm still learning and growing and, um, exploring, you know, uh, the words of the prophet, the scriptures, um, teachings from others, um, and, uh, you know, the more you go on in life, um, the wiser you get. Like I said, you stumble, you fall, and you, hopefully, I, I, I believe when you stumble and fall, you're going to get a wound, your wound's going to heal, you're going to get a scar. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't rip that scar open again <laughs> yeah. the next day. But you learn from all those things, and um, I don't know, I've just... Um, I've always been close. It's like I, I've had a testimony of the gospel my my whole life. Again, that has evolved, but there's been something that's deeply rooted in me that I've always known. No matter what I was doing, you know, making mistakes, I still knew. Um, and uh, I just, I, I guess I've been lucky enough to not um, fall away too far, but. Um, I just look forward, you know, um, a lot lately I've seen, I mean, I've seen a lot of garbage happen this year, um, losing loved ones, um, people struggling, you name it. And, um, I, I look and, and, uh, I ask myself sometimes, you know, um, that, uh, there's good in everything you know there's a reason that you go through these things yeah and a, a lot of times you'll ask yourself why would God put you through this or let you have this happen or let you experience this right mm-hmm. why why would he make us suffer yeah. why would all this pain be and the easy answer for me is he knows what's next yeah so that's that's the way I look at it too, you know. Um, he's got that plan, and pretty sure if you can make it through this garbage, that the next is going to be times a hundred. You know, it's going to be yeah. times a thousand. So, yeah, if we think this is rough, you know, just be prepared for the gift that's coming next. You know. <laughs> yeah, the gift. That's cool. Um, I liked how you talked about getting scars and stuff based off of your experiences, and one thing I've kind of noticed um, and it's happened to myself too a lot is just when people go through hard things or they fall away a little bit or get off the path they want to return to like exactly where they were before so you want to like oh like I wish I had as much faith as I did before but I think it's important to use that new experience or whatever the wrestle is that you're going through to kind of bring that back into make yourself stronger through it so I think that's really important to realize that we need to 
be proud of those scars in a sense be proud of those moments that were down and yeah yeah it's like uh i've heard it said like a stream or a river it's never the same in any place in any time ever it's always changing so yeah i think being the same too much would be pretty boring so <laughs> for me personally yeah. i i can't see myself living in any you know regular normal day-to-day same routine i gotta change it up all the time <laughs> it's funny because i try to well i try to have a routine like for mornings and evenings and stuff like i want some consistency but i also i don't know it's hard for me because i really want to know what i'm gonna be doing next but i i understand that i need to be prepared for things that i'm not expecting <laughs> that's a hard one it's probably something i should work better at but um What are some examples of like times that 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 type of thing has happened to you? So where maybe massively unexpected things have happened that you didn't think you could handle at first. Oh man. <clears throat> well, um, obviously death is one of those. Um, I would say though, like being being a father, like. Um, the honest truth and all that is, and Carrie hates it when I say this, but the doctor told us we were in love. <laughs> so translate that. What that means is um, she was got pregnant, yeah. right? So we were going to have a baby. And um, so that was pretty daunting to be, uh, I guess, having that target um, on my life at 19 years old. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of ways i mean looking back now i mean my the rear view rear view mirror in my life i really only try to see the good things yeah and you know the crowd i was hanging out with and the things i was doing at 19 18 all the way back to 15 um if i didn't run into carrie and those things happen I would probably be six feet underground. Like yeah. the, the that crowd, more than half of them are. You know, the, the crew that I ran with and my buddies, um, most of them are. They're not here anymore. So, yeah, I look back at that. I think that was my biggest challenge right there. But, man, I, had a, I did have a blessing um, that kept me on the path that luckily got to me me where I am today um but I definitely was scared in that moment for sure and um it's crazy though because you think about that you're like okay and and I, I'm not gonna advocate go you know go <laughs> get pregnant with your girlfriend yeah. right um you might have to edit some of this out but, <laughs> but okay for me maybe though I'm okay I don't know if it's the right or wrong choice I'm gonna look back at it and just be grateful the way I am and where it got me um, because I I mean my kids my boys my wife my family a complete blessing so it's hard to like really sculpt <laughs> that in yeah. to the right or the wrong or yeah. whatever but for me it um, was a miracle I guess a miracle that's yeah. what we could call it 
So I think that you have to, I mean, those things can happen, but I mean, it's in your power to make it so that it serves you and like is a blessing. So, um, you know, those types of things happen, but it's all about how you handle it. And so what were the choices that you were able to make that, that caused that to be a blessing then? Well, I'll go back to before that, the choices that my parents um, made for me and, you know, the love that they showed me and the hard work ethic they showed me and um, regardless of coming from, you know, a broken family, I was taught these things that um, got me through all that, you know. You're going to get knocked down and it's, are you going to get back up? And what are you yeah. going to do when you get back up, you know? Are you going to go sit on a chair? Or are you going to put the gloves on and get right back into it? So I would say the things that got me going was doing the things that my parents taught me already. Yeah. To love your kids, love your family, work hard, um, give everything you have. And so that doing that is what got me through. Um I have a really interesting story. I haven't heard it too often. There's only been a few people out there, but my conversion was through basketball. <laughs> so I was not active. I looked like Tarzan. I had dreadlocks down my back, and <laughs> it was actually right when Tarzan came out originally. <laughs> everywhere we went, the kids called me Tarzan. But um, I got invited to play basketball, church ball, and I loved it. I love basketball. I love a athletics and sports and so I started playing basketball and immediately had like an, another crew, another group of people who got to get together and, you know, we were the boys and, you know, it was a lot of fun and little did I know they were, you know, Christ was working on me. God yeah. was working on me to bring me back into the church and it did, it got me back. So I was converted by playing church ball. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've always had mixed thoughts about sports. Like, at first, I, I didn't love playing sports, and then I kind of got into watching it and stuff, and I thought it was really cool. But I guess I've had to recognize that that's, those are things that are really important to other people, like being able to connect with people in that way. And there's different ways that everyone connects with everyone. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, have there been spiritually defining memories that you would say have strengthened your faith the most in the gospel? Um, well, there's a lot that, uh, you know, I think you hear of the, all the aha, like, you know, a star shines yeah. up above <laughs> that wasn't there the day before kind of moments. Um, and you hear about those a lot and you don't, what most people have, they don't have those, you know. Yeah, and those pure. overshadow other people. Com so, like, people who completely. have those experiences are like, oh, my gosh, I had this, and then there's not that many people who actually have those. Yeah, so um, so there's a lot of little ones, and I've touched on some of those. My family, my wife, um, my job, you know, um, my health already this far, but I guess some of the aha ones really, I mean, you probably could guess is follow the flag. Yeah just the life-changing thing that was just 
never expected to be what it what it turns out to be and yeah. so that was one that's been really like hey here's an opportunity that you um can reach and touch and change and people will listen and you know and it and it just completely morphed from something that wasn't to something that is yeah. you know so that's been the biggest um i guess uh star in the sky at night yeah. for me but a lot a lot a lot a lot of um, little things that are the big game changers for me so I don't take those for granted either so um, yeah yeah that's cool um, before we talk about follow the flag some more I kind of wanted to take it back to like your I don't know too much about what you do with pumpkins but can you just talk a little bit about how you got into that and what it is yeah so I don't know like if you can relate it to something that just you think about something in life that you came across and you're like what in <laughs> the world is this have you had one of those I mean I mean like you've been to like Disney World or you went to some monster truck or maybe watched Felix Baumgartner jump out of the balloon or just like man, something that completely sucked you in yeah, so th there's never been anything like that for me. Like Follow a, the flag, come on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there have been a lot of things like that, but none of them were like right in the moment. I knew I loved it, but it's just kind of a gradual thing. Yeah, and I'm not saying love it, yeah, but yeah. just something that like you're going to turn around and be like, yeah. whoa, what is this? Yeah, because like with Follow the Flag, I remember I didn't really know what it was at first, and then um, Ron came over and was explaining to me and my dad how big the flag was going to be the year I was doing my project, and then that's when I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. And that's when I was like, "Okay, I want to do. I want to be part of this." Yeah. So, um, this will probably lead into it a little bit with "Fall of the Flag." So, that that idea of something so big, or something that just draws you in. Yeah. I don't care what it is. If it's seeing people jump motorcycles. Or like I said, jump people jumping out of the sky, or someone singing, or art, food, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, something that's out of the ordinary and stops you. That's what it was for me. And Carrie and I at the time, um, we loved getting in the dirt and growing stuff. And I ended up at a place that there it was a, a way off, and so I just stumbled across this way off. And here were these giant pumpkins, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> this is incredible. And uh, the guy who had won that day was Pleasant Grove High School um, counselor. Oh, wow. And so I knew the guy and talked to him about seeds, and then it just started snowballing. And next thing I knew, um, I was at classes and learning and growing, and and it, it becomes addictive. I don't know. I loved it. Um we did it together, Carrie and I. We did it with the boys. We'd grow these things and watch them grow. And the problem was you grow like a 100, 200-pounder, and then a 300-pounder, and then, you, you know, you end your season on a 300-pounder. Yeah. What are you going to do the next year? You're going to grow them bigger, yeah. right? So it just <laughs> continued going and going and going. How, how do you make them bigger than that? Like <laughs> well, you just learn, like... Utah's a tough climate, so you got to yeah. fight the cold in the spring. You got to fight the heat in the summer, 
And so you start changing these little things and you start feeding differently and you weed better and you water better. Yeah. So you just create a better environment for it and you literally, it's, you're treating it like a live animal or, yeah. you know, it is a living thing, but you really, it's like daily. It's about, they calculate it to about an hour a pound. So if you figure I grew a um, 1171 is my best. And so that's over a thousand hours of time yeah. I put in to grow that. That's crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah, so. Wait, so what do you do? Don't you like drop the pumpkins and stuff? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we grew them and that was fun. Whiffs were fun. And um, then we were just like, you know, what else can we do? Let's do something else with them when we're done. And they had had the, it's called the Feast Feast for the Beasts, Feast with the Beasts <laughs> at Hogel Zoo. Feast with the Beasts. Um, so we took pumpkins there and the elephants would eat them. And that was fun. But um, I wanted to take it to the next level. And so I asked a crane company, you know, would you guys be willing to help us drop pumpkins and smash them? And they were on board. <laughs> so then I found a place that was would do it and that started the Utah Giant Pumpkin Drop, and God, we're on like year 12 coming up since wow. we've been doing that, and that's just been a lot of fun. Like, that's completely redneck, and <laughs> literally there's nothing like it on earth, like yeah. what we do here in Pleasant Grove. There's other places that drop pumpkins, and they, they'll drop a couple here and there, but like we're doing the nuttiest, dumbest um, for hours and hours on end and swimming pools and pianos and cars and you name it. Um, so did that for a long time and then we wanted to, we've seen people paddle them. So we started doing the regatta here in Utah and so dress up like a clown, carve them, you know, and jump inside them, paddle them across the water and race them. So that gives the growers um, just so many different purposes to grow like one of the people who um started growing was because of the regatta she showed up at a regatta and saw these crazy people paddling them across the water and right then and there she's like i'm doing it <laughs> so she awesome. grew and, and paddled and it's it's funny though because a lot of the things you do in life um there's a lot of good things right that the activities and whatever it's going on but i i've done them now for a number of years and you take away all the event, the events, uh, and the activities, and what's left is the people. So these people, like, I've got friends all across the country, and like, for instance, um, up in Brigham City, I've got you know, ninety-year-old friend. Like, I would have never met this guy or known of him if it weren't for the giant pumpkins. And <laughs> with fall the flag too, it's there's people all over, and take away the flag and everything else, and you still got all these great people and yeah so looking back I'm like man that's I'm pretty lucky for that yeah that's cool and I think a lot of those things are about the people and they bring the meaning into it and mm -hmm. yeah I guess maybe we don't even recognize it sometimes how much it is about our connections with people and then yeah we would still have all those people even if you took away a lot of the big symbols or things that you do with it but would you say that that kind of prepared you to take on something like follow the flag? Oh, it definitely, um, definitely led into it. And 
Um, I actually, part of what I was describing earlier of that thing that sucked you in, like that wow factor. Like I watched people in these pumpkins, watch people show up at the way off, show up at the pumpkin drop, show up at the regatta, people that hadn't seen these things and it was smiles on their faces and couldn't believe it and taking pictures and just kind of stepped away from normal life and that's they were just having a good time and so that was the idea literally that fueled me into flying a flag in a canyon was just to have that factor that wow factor for the people (laughs) and I was kind of a crazy person that had done different things and thought that you know that would be a fun stunt and yeah so next thing we knew we had talked to Ron and we were flying a flag in the canyon and then (laughs) you know the whole that whole theory and idea that I had in mind changed you know flipped completely over and went in a different direction so of like you mean of like the wow factor well yeah it was, so i mean it went to went into it to just kind of a gag surprise yeah. like here's a stunt we're hanging this american yeah. flag and it turned into some you know something that was changing people's lives and you know filling their hearts with uh, passion for patriotism and yeah. healing them inspiring them you know all that stuff and started to occur and and the people again all these people that we're working alongside of now follow the flag it's like these people are like family right Mm -hmm. and these connections we've made and so i know it's just been real special um what other gifts have come along with it yeah so i i kind of feel the same way with like how I've been with follow the flag is like at first well okay at first I I'm like oh this is so cool and then I felt like I had this big sense of patriotism or whatever and then I think um especially this year I kind of became more aware that I was liking doing it because it was like this cool thing that I could say like I could say I was part of but I don't think I was completely um linking the patriotism to it in my mind as much and then you know as this year's been with our country and stuff and I've become more aware of everything it's helped me realize um kind of the patriotic side of it that's important in our country but when did is do you feel like there was a sense of patriotism within you that started long before follow the flag yeah yeah I I definitely don't want to like just completely you know tack it up to just some ding dong pulling a stunt like that you know there was um you know uh, a burning in my heart for this country um for soldiers for those who protect us here and there and everywhere Um, my grandpa's um service in the navy was combat photographer he jumped out of planes and helicopters and filmed and um so a little bit of my photography came from him, but uh, you know, military family um, wasn't really like super strong. It was my grandpa's legacy that really was there, and but but I love this place. I think I recognize that um, you know it's a pretty special place on Earth. There's a lot of a lot of um, trouble all over this globe and and we're like we 
we're born into this like snow globe here you know <laughs> you can call it the bubble people call it a bubble and um it's true i mean it's paradise so i, I recognize that and like i slowly like i mentioned earlier again um i recognize how great things are and i didn't want to take take them for granted and so i just wanted to show and remind people you know let's not lo lose sight on on this greatness we have and and what are we going to do you know um how are you gonna how are you gonna show that you care um and i don't know i'm sure you um you know looking back at it now you're sure you're like yes i am a part of this thing right yeah. this is like i'm with you like 2015 it didn't seem like a whole a whole lot and now we're like realizing over the last few years like I can't believe how precious this thing is that mm. we're involved in in the world we're in, in the country yeah. that we're living in right now. It's like we have this responsibility now, like we've we've got to do our part in it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that's really cool just because um we I feel like we are very blessed and we do live in like a bubble in a sense. So I think there is a very important response. We have like a way greater responsibility um, in our lives to go out and make a difference. We have all the tools yeah. we want. <laughs> we can do anything we want. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Yeah, that's true. And it's funny because you mentioned like how you've lived in like a <laughs> in like one a square mile your entire life are there experiences like specific ones that helped you to realize how special this place is like did you go visit other countries or were there i don't know i yeah i've i have visited um other countries more so um i've been impacted i guess from from learning of other places i haven't experienced it all myself but I, but I've seen it, and I don't know. I guess I, I would like to more know and be be places, but um, haven't traveled as much as I'd like to. But um, I don't know. It's again, it comes back to the examples around me, the people around me. You know, I've I've known a lot of people around here and seen. Um, you know, from the beginning, it was just like a few farmers. There were literally like maybe twenty houses up in yeah. this area where I grew up. I grew up in an apple orchard. So I'd literally walk across the creek and I'd be sitting in apple trees and throwing apples and eating apples and ba apple baseball and that we had a dirt <laughs> track over on the other side of town and mountains right here, and you name it. Um, and then all these houses start showing up and I'm mad and I am doing things at these new construction sites that I probably shouldn't be doing. And, jumping in tractors and driving <laughs> and stuff and mad at these people moving in and then coming to find out that there's amazing people. Yeah. Right. And so then, uh, I recognize that pretty quickly at a young age. Um, these are great people moving in. And so I've seen all walks of life, I guess, around me, you know, rich, poor, small, you know, families, big families and all that. And, um, I know, I guess I, think that I've seen a lot in this yeah. area. <laughs> yeah. 
to I, I'm definitely proud of it and um, grateful for it and I think it's you know one of those sm special small towns in America um, I just know that these these people who um, sign up and put the uniform on and leave this place and leave their family um, they do it for this you know yeah. for you know the people in these areas so that being said i i fight for it too in a different way you know yeah it means a lot to me too yeah and i think you're like follow the flag and everyone involved in it is inspiring a lot of people and i especially it's cool how many and like when i'm up at the flag and there's lots of kids that i'm interacting with and stuff but how do you feel that it's helped uh i guess well i'm one of those youth but like how do you how have you seen it impact the youth you know, it's still, I'm, I still try to digest how it's impacted people because, I mean, it is, it's amazing and it's beautiful and it's awe-inspiring to see that flag and you can hear it and feel it and taste it almost. Um, but you, I can't even, like, I don't even know you can describe, you know, with these pictures and these videos or people see it across the country can't really be described what it's like in person mm -hmm. um, and for the people to transform I guess their hearts just grow like the Grinch like ten times bigger for patriotism or something yeah. uh, it's amazing and I I try to figure out how that happens and why that happens and I, I don't know I think it's all individual um, but it is um, it's hard for me to, to digest and I, I see a huge change in kids yeah. and not just kids, you know, all ages, all walks of life. Um, so it's pretty special. It humbles me. Um, it puts just a little more in a good way. It puts a little more weight in my backpack realizing, you know, what it's doing for people. Like it's as tough as it is for us. Um, it, uh, times to to keep it going and do doing all the things we're doing um, you know it's those little tiny acts or you hear somebody say one thing or you get a little note or whatever it may be those are the things that completely fuels us and keeps us going to to do it because yeah just these tiny little things um, have a chance of reaching people we we wouldn't never expect to reach. So I don't know. That didn't really answer maybe your no, question. I don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. And it, I like how you said it's individual and you can't fully capture it because it's been the most frustrating thing. I'll take it. If you look at my pictures, like the week of the 4th of July, it just looks like I'm taking the same picture over and over again. And that none of them turn out very great compared to what it's like actually being there yeah. and so I think that you need to actually experience those things to understand their full effect and understand how incredible they are and uh, I would say that being part of the fall part of follow the flag has kind of given me an ability to know that I can go do stuff I can go do things that impact the world and I, I think it's cool because I feel like you've always been like in follow the flag you've always just been uh 
someone who's like, okay, let's just go do it. Or, you know, like with what happened in North Ogden and Brent Taylor and deciding just at that moment, okay, we're going to hang the flag for you guys. Um, I think that's something that's inspired me. And you hear a lot about all those people in the world, like, and it, it's great for me to have people close to me who have done these types of things because I'll hear about all these different people who, you know, went and did something crazy that other people didn't think would work and then they got so much meaning from it but I think being close to that and actually being able to see that it's real and especially in people that you can know I think that's really powerful yeah yeah it's I was I've been thinking about I say this a lot I was thinking I'll mention it um but you know the flag for me was um it was the symbol for our country. It, you've heard, and I have heard now over the last number of years, what it means to people. But I've been trying to like uh, internalize what it means to me, and I started stepping back and realizing all these people. And so now, like these experiences of like Brent Taylor, North Ogden, and Tucson, and all these little places that have little missions, big missions. Um, they're like this little thread that we've yeah. sewn into the flag. And yeah. so now when I look at a flag, it's those missions and those stories and those people that are sewn in there. And I think that's what it is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like these soldiers go and nearly lose their life and come home. And when they get home, there's green grass and Costa Vida on the corner, whatever, you know, all this yeah. just bubble. <laughs> bubble world they get home to america and see that flag it's like breath of fresh air yeah. so um yeah all these little things have start to like accumulate into um one little thing and it's again it comes back to the people and the stories that's what they are now when i see the flag and yeah. I, I think that's super super important to realize is that all those experiences and little like even when you hear certain sayings or you see something like a flag um, that's not going to mean anything to you unless you've had experiences that build into it and I think that's why partly why follow the flag is impacting kids because it's like actually exposing them maybe to like when they see soldiers like at the dawn's early light ceremony like um or anyone like that who's like speaking or they see how other people are interacting under the flag and just seeing all those people I think that's um, very valuable and you can't just like tell kids you need to love this country like mm -hmm. without them understanding what it means to do that yeah I love what you said a minute ago um, about how you know what follow the flag has done you're inspired to do you know anything yeah really you could do it and that's exactly i what i would hope um, that people would see is we're not asking you to go run down the street with a flag or you know <laughs> it's just put yourself out there and do it because yeah. of the freedom like you can do it yeah you can do whatever um take advantage of that and and do the good so I think that's great. Yeah, it doesn't have to have anything to do with the what you've seen behind Follow the Flag or Up yeah. Follow the Flag or anything like that. It's just be spurred 
you know, to go do whatever it is you're wanting to do. And, and that's part of why like, I'm doing my podcast thing, right? And yeah. I think that it's also played into like realizing my freedoms, the fact that I can do this and like the freedom of speech has become a so much <laughs> of a bigger thing to me because I've because that's how I learned so many things is by listening to other people on all their big platforms and everything. And now that I'm doing this and I can express myself to people, I think it's so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was just texting. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull it up, actually. I've been, so there was this guy I played church ball with. Yeah. Probably the last few years I played ball with him. And just a dude, I mean, I played it now for 20-plus years, okay? And um, I hadn't seen him in a while, and all of a sudden I see him in a um, I see him in a restaurant last year, and he's in a wheelchair, and um, he has MS. So he's he's literally he wasn't. I want to say his wife is feeding him, like he couldn't move yeah. hands and stuff, and just mind blowing. That kind of stuff yeah. stops you. Um, you're like, wait, I just was, like, pushing this guy to the ground, and he was pushing me back and sweating and running up and down the court, and now he's can't do it. Yeah. You know, that's another reason to go and do it. But, um, and I, I'm actually having some back problems. I had back surgery and haven't been doing much over the last year. Um, he And I just told him, I was, and he hasn't texted me back. I sent him some things, some pictures of the flag, um, I sent him uh, follow the flag website because we were talking about that, and um, I told him if he wants to cry, go check out this stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, so he says, "I said I hope you're well," and I hadn't heard from him forever. I says, "I hope you're well." I'm just thinking about you, and I literally didn't know if he was alive or not because yeah. it's almost been a year, and I was just hoping I was gonna hear something back. And he says, "I'm very grateful that you remembered." and are checking in. I'm doing well. It's harder to get back prompt, promptly due to all the loss of arms and hands. Um, others have text. Others have to text do, and do it for me. My speech is very slow, but overall we are doing well. Thank you so much for checking in. It means a lot. And then after this, text again. I hope you can make it out on the court this year. It may hurt, but it's worth it. <laughs> so that, that little response there, I was like kind of, triggered me and helps you realize that you know if you can walk you can speak you can see um you're blessed with a body yeah go and beat it up you know <laughs> go and use it yeah. take advantage of it um i guess this is the only place or existence that will really get to fill it that way so yeah that's and true. it's a shorty it's a short yeah, one it's short. <laughs> So I might get on the basketball court. I don't think they're <laughs> playing church ball this year, but I might get out and I literally yeah. haven't shot the ball in like a year because of my uh, my health and my back. But I think I might get out there and do it just because he told me to. I need to. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Be careful for sure, because my dad. <laughs> I feel like every time, and it was like I don't know how long ago, like five years ago every time he would go out and play basketball church just church ball he would get hurt and then he'd get like an ankle injury or whatever and then he tears his achilles and then that's when it finally stopped but i remember the day he tore his achilles that morning 
he was like going, I'm like, doesn't he always get hurt when he plays basketball? <laughs> and then next thing you know, that's what happens. But I think it's really cool. You have to just take advantage of those years um, that you can go and do things. And then I, I've heard it from a lot of people just as you get older, those become the years for you to like share that, share what you've learned from those experiences with other people. And it's funny how much longer that period of time to share with other people it can be. So like you might have the first 40 years of your life to go do things and then you might be not be able to do much for the last 50, which I think is a sentiment to how important that is to share and learn from other people. Yeah, just keep moving. That's the secret. If you can keep moving and not let too many things in life get in the way I know you gotta make money to survive and there's a whole story to get into and talk about all that side of things but um, keep the body moving is the secret Yeah. and I think especially this day and age we, a lot of kids um, don't move much. and I honestly didn't really exercise or anything until like this year when I you know, was slammed with all the time in the world to figure it out and now I feel like I'm doing better at it but I don't know did you have like did you just play ball and stuff when you were a kid or did you like have exercise routines that you had to like kind of actually motivate yourself to do yeah so I've my exercise always been the ball yeah. so I loved sports it was baseball and basketball um, played some football but I was always playing sports so for me and it was I mean it's like find that find a job that's like that for you and you'll never yeah. work <laughs> never work a day in your life yeah. if you find something you love so I was playing sports and exercising and not even realizing it so yeah see that's cool I loved it yeah I played uh, fast pitch softball for a lot of years uh, towards the end of my baseball career and it was lots of fun um I think baseball's a little kind of heavenly. Um, being out there on a field in the lights um, at night is uh, kind of a great place to be. I love yeah. it. So one thing I'd like to follow up with, because kind of what I was getting at is I feel like a lot of kids now have a lack of motivation to like go exercise and do things. But what's something in your life that you've had to find motivation to do that you didn't want to? Because I'm just trying to find your perspective on being able to go out and do things like um, persistently that you don't want to do but you know you need to do um, hmm. well I guess to be to be brutally honest it would be like um, reading I'm not a good yeah. reader I don't <laughs> I, you know but and, and I hope I hope this isn't like the the adversary working on me or something but um, I've started to like believe, you know, well, there's people that do things in different ways and um, I may not be the one that likes to dig in and read a lot. Um, that's because I do something else. Yeah. Like I can't sit still. Maybe I have some sort of <laughs> disease that I just cannot sit still. My <laughs> brain can't sit still. Yeah. And so maybe I do things that the reader doesn't do, yeah. you know, and again, we're all different. Yeah. But um, I love, so I guess reading and studying. I love movies. I love um, theater. I love to get out in people and learn from people and hear people speak. 
Um, I love to be inspired. Like, it's amazing when when you come across something that just lights you on fire. Um, but that's been the hardest for me is yeah. reading and <laughs> podcasts and listening to things. Um, Technology has gotten to a place where it's just like throw a little thing in your ear and you're on your way. Yeah, that's true. And that's I think awesome. That there's something to be said about that for sure. But like, I think that's the hardest thing for me. That route, that is, um, is finding time to dig into books. But it's coming out in other ways now. Yeah. So I, it's funny because like, I think life is a little bit like seasons, and we treat it this way in our house when, when it's winter. You can work on projects inside your home that yeah. need to be fixed, the garage, the whatever, those kind of things indoors. So the stuff outside right now looks like slop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting to work on the things on the inside, and the summer comes around and it flips, you yeah. know. So <laughs> I think there's cool. seasons for me, and life will change, and I'll adapt, and I'll find myself reading books maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to do as you get older and you can't move anymore? <laughs> I know, well, yeah, I'll be reading if my eyes will be there. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about my health, man. My, i got to knock on some wood while I'm at it, but and I could see Orem from here if I wanted to. So my eyes have been really good. No glasses oh, for yeah. me yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So one thing I wanted to ask you is... um what is something that you wish you would have known at my age at like as a teenager so oh yeah that's a good one let's pause and think for a minute okay (laughs) (laughs) um okay i think it's uh i don't know if it's possible that a young kid can really um appreciate parents and family is it possible i mean yeah you tell me <laughs> do you, <laughs> you fully appreciate I, I mean i do and i understand the value behind it but i i guess i still at times get frustrated with like man is this really like you know like just my parents want me to do certain things like is this really what like i want to go do something else i want to do something mm-hmm. different so i mean that's the struggle within it but like i understand that it's valuable i guess so if i can describe to you in a way that would make you see it a little bit better it would be um who's really cl- who's the closest person who's passed away i have been very blessed <laughs> Grand- grandparents like um great uh great grandma there's got to be someone closer i mean it it's crazy how so you haven't been hit hard i haven't been hit hard by a death yeah okay but you know you know the the power or not the power right the the gravity of that and there's been people who have died at my school like while i'm in school so like yeah that's one thing you you know what that does so i i don't know you don't know what you have until it's gone Mm -hmm. and so if you could just imagine that all of a sudden you know something tragic happens and you can't have them yeah like you know I don't even think your mind goes that to that place because you can't even digest it yeah can't even get there but time 
I think as a kid moves so stinking slow. <laughs> like, so your parents tell you you got to go to this thing for an hour or whatever. It feels like you're going on this weak endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but to to just realize that um, you said you're 17. Yeah. You're done. You're like you're done in this house yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. So I hope that you recognize that. Is this your last Christmas here? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so to just soak it up. Um, and not just the experiences, but the words that come out of people's mouths, you know, everything that they're teaching, you know, everything they do, their example, um, just soak it up because, um, you know, not everyone has it. And yeah. I think it'll take you far. Like it's, I guess that's the thing that being 42 years old now, those are the things that I'm like drawn to. That's where I'm coming back to again. It's yeah. like my parents and the time there and, you know, where I want to be and where I want to learn. And so that'd be the most important thing that I would tell a kid is to listen to their parents, do what they say <laughs> <laughs> and try to soak it up and take advantage of it because it's short and, you know, yeah, I guess that's it. I think the, just on the note of listening to your parents, because I think that parents, you know, they get, I didn't the say you had to do what they say. What? I didn't say you had to do what they said. <laughs> I said just listen to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, they kind of construct an ideal uh, boundary for you in a lot of ways, you know, and I think it's, it's really important. I think one thing that's cool about our church is there's, you know, there's, like, the for the strength of youth and stuff and all these things that kind of guide you, and I think maybe looking beyond your parents too, like, to what people in the church teach, like, they're very similar most of the time. And I, I don't know, maybe just take advantage of the freedom that you do have in it to make yourself better. But um, I think looking at things through the right glasses, because we were just kind of talking about that, like your perspective in all of this. Like, I think a lot of times kids get told what to do by their parents, and there's laws in this city and in this country, and it, it's like what you're not, what you can't do. Yeah, but then you need to really ask yourself, what are all the things that I can do that I'm not doing? You know. Yeah. So you're not doing twelve things because it's against the law, and your parents don't want you to do it. But there's one thousand and twelve things you can go do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're choosing to do six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's a thousand and six other things you can yeah. go do. So look through it, different glasses and. Um, I guess the world is there for your taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had a thought. Wait. How do you feel like you were able to... Do you feel like you were able to do that when you were young? Like, kind of take advantage of that freedom and look through it through those lenses to be able to go take on the world as you said well it seems like I did till I felt like I started making the wrong choices yeah and then I started having you know ball and chain and it limited me yeah um, and I wonder too I think there's a stage in a, a, a kid's life probably like 15 through 25 that it's just there's Depends on how you look at it, but 
um, pretty heavy. Like you're like you're you're not a child anymore. Yeah. You're not all just free and everything's lollipops and you don't have a care in the world. And Nelson, you like start feeling all this weight. Yeah. Of the world and what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. And then you start getting to the point where you've figured some things out and you're like, you know, you get through that next door, break down that next wall. But, um, I don't know, I guess there's that stage that you have to get through and I think taking things just day at a time and enjoying them and soaking them up like I was describing is the things that will get you through all that. Yeah. I think it went off into some other place from what your question was. No. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, I, I wonder. That brought me to, no, that, that's what, one thing I just, it's just a conversation and like there's new things that we can bring up. But one thing I thought just based off of what you were saying is, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? Mm-hmm. He's like a famous psychologist guy. He's given lots of like cool lectures and stuff, but he talks about how there's that point in your life. There's like a call to adventure almost where like you're recognizing all the things that are wrong with the world and all the things that you can't control but there's also kind of unless it's suppressed and you feel like maybe you're um trying to figure out how to say this but if you've placed limits on yourself maybe just through rules or even like sometimes if your parents have an ideal future for you it can be hard for you to go do the things you want to do but there's this stage in life where it's like this call to adventure where you need to you have a lot more energy kind of to go and do what you want to do and I think that's important to actually (laughs) act on that because I don't know do you feel like there was a time maybe it was after you got married and stuff but that you really felt yourself like picking up and being able to go do the most good in the world and for yourself and family yeah um yeah definitely I um I think when uh when obviously when I had this little boy that was like that's it that's all I cared yeah anymore is to come home and see him um, so that changed my world, but then it was all about him and Carrie and the family, and that became my world. But um, I always like to kind of think like Peter Pan, man. You gotta you gotta reward yourself. You can't just always just be marching along and doing everything for everybody else. You gotta yeah. reward yourself. Cause that's what refuels you and I think unfortunately whatever t- Tinkerbell has there that magic pixie dust people lose it and they start you know just getting sucked into work career and you literally forget about yourself there is a self there as a child and a kid um, and a young person that gets lost for a while yeah. And can completely forever, yeah. If you don't exercise it, um, and then sometimes it's found like later on, way down in life. But if you keep doing these things in the middle, um, and remember to reward yourself and do those things that are just completely creative and um, get you out and challenging yourself and pushing yourself till you almost die, then you know you're alive. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thought I had on that was like, there's there's so many movies I feel like where, you know, the the dad ends up just being out there just trying to work on his business not worrying about his family and stuff and it's like like it's an elf it happens you know um where you're not really helping your soul i guess you're not nourishing your soul so how how have you felt that you've been able to keep nourishing your soul just amid trying to care for your family and um it's a battle it really is because it's like you know, it's enjoyable to to build a business and watch it grow and make it better and like you can get lost in that easy. Um, and uh, I, it's just wealth is for one health, but wealth is also different through people's eyes, right? Like for some, it's having the house and cars and yeah. owning a company and I've seen guys that don't see their family yeah you know and um, there's others who don't make much they scrape they work a nine-to-five but then they're like out doing their thing after work and on weekends and doing whatever and so it's just different through different people's eyes yeah. There's so many different ways to look at it. Um, so for me, though, I guess it's just a battle to try to figure it all out. And um, I guess if you always keep it simple, I swear that's the secret to life is just keeping it simple and not worrying about so many things. My life right now seems to be like the busiest. I I hope that this is the the fastest that it's ever it going to be yeah. because it's pretty fast. I don't know how much more I could handle. Um, and so hopefully it'll slow down a little bit more, but I realize that uh, it's, you know, it's a great, it's a blessing. Right now I've been able to have my boys working with me at work. And there was a day the other day I had all four of them with me. <laughs> That's cool. And so, I mean, I, if we are not making money, I don't care. <laughs> We're spending time together. But it is, it, you, you just have to like, take the time to stop and eat a bowl of cereal with your daughter. Like, yeah. That's what I've been able to do with her lately. And in the evenings we play around, but like the simplest thing, that will matter. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be getting on a plane and going somewhere and doing this zip line tour through the jungle. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, a trip to get an ice cream or you know just a chat in the backyard any of that so that's yeah. what's matter that's that's what you'll you'll remember i think yeah. i think keeping it simple is really really important and i think it's kind of a truth that's been recognized through like all of humanity cuz the cuz like the book of mormon says over and over again like these things are plain unto you like these like the commandments like it's plain for our good and i think that yeah i th- i think god makes it simple so that we can build we can build individual meaning from it in lots of different ways because if it was this whole complex thing it would be harder to navigate it i guess but mm-hmm. yeah um 
one thing I wanted to ask is uh, if you died today and God were, you know, you talk to God and he's like, if nothing else, what's the one thing that you want to take with you? Maybe not, not a physical thing, but something you learned. What's the one thing that, the thing that you learned that you would say you think would serve you the best through eternity? I, I mean, we don't really know too much about what happens after, but like, if you understand what I'm asking, mm-hmm. just. Um, I know that uh, answer is, um, it applies to this life too, and it's just um, being like the Savior and yeah. serving. Yeah. Helping others. Like, that's what's been the secret for me in this life is service. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, people I serve the most is my family, and I love doing that. So um, I don't want to stop. Yeah. And so the next life, I hope that I can do that. I love, I love working, and I love the way it makes people feel, and... So I, I hope I can. I'm pretty sure we're not gonna just be sitting in hammocks. No so <laughs> pretty sure there is well, work to be done. Yeah. And so. And that's yeah. how it always, uh, you know, um, when I was first trying to figure out maybe what it meant after we die, like paradise. Um, that's always kind of what it seemed like, just like the ideal vacation or whatever. Like lemonade, <laughs> hammocks, palm <Yeah>. trees. <laughs> but. I think that a lot of the happiest people on earth are the people who have gone out and done the most work and done the hardest things. So I think that's really important that we learn to love working and learning. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, again, it's finding the things um, that you love and you're you're not serving in a way of it being work. Yeah. It's something you love and so... And sometimes in the beginning it may not be easy and you may not love it, but do it over a few different times, a few different ways, and figure out a way to 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 make it work for you, you know? Yeah. And uh, you'll find it. Have you had any, just like on the subject of like what comes after, have you had any ideas of what you think might come after after we die? <laughs> Um, well, I know one thing I don't want to um, see is just a pine board. I don't want to be looking at the inside of a coffin. <laughs> so I don't want that. Yeah. And um, I don't know. My, my like, I have this just strong burn that even if it were, and, and don't get me wrong here, even if it were just my... Um, how do I say this? Even if it were just like my belief, Kyle Fox's hope, like I'm so driven to it being there, I'm going to make it happen. Even if there wasn't a God, <laughs> there wasn't an afterlife, yeah. I'm going to make it that way. So if, yeah, so I'm on that wavelength, I guess, but I know that there will be. Yeah. Like I said, I know there's a reason all this hard stuff we go through in this life is because somebody knows that there's something better for us mm-hmm. on the next step. Um, so it's it's going to be, 
I've experienced some amazing things in this life that have taken me in places that are not of this life almost. They're like so special and feel so good and so just heavenly. Yeah. I just, that drives me because I want that and I'm going to, I'm planning to get that times a thousand. Yeah. Right? Because that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so it was, I hope that it doesn't sound strange and weird no, and I, like, I, um, I don't know, boastful. But um, I guess my belief is strong that, that um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm planning it. So if yeah. that pine box is in front of me, I'm going to cut myself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing I thought of based on that, like uh, talking about boasting and stuff, um, just with what you do or whatever you feel your purpose is, I kind of I've realized that purpose comes from God and... Um, you can boast in that purpose that you found. Uh, let me find the scripture. It was in Alma. So um, Alma twenty nine verse. 6 says now seeing that I know these things why should I desire more than to perform the work to which I have been called why should I desire wait um, and then it goes on oh and I know that which the Lord hath commanded me and I glory in it I do not glory of myself but I glory in that which the Lord hath commanded me yea and this is my glory that perhaps I may be an instrument in the hands of God to bring, bring some soul to repentance and this is my joy so I think that's um, something that's really important uh, just as you think about the drive that you've gained um, it comes from God and it's not it, it's not all from you like he's constructed a world that has allowed you to do it so it's something to be proud of when you're able to recognize those things from God yeah no I agree with you and I you see all the great things happening around you and I am like so proud of like the gospel um, in these people's lives that are doing the things they're doing and even you know people not of our faith for sure all humanity like I just love it Mm -hmm. like again Felix jumping 23 miles out of space yeah I love it and that's one of God's children doing that kind of thing and so being proud of that alone even is um you're right i think it's it's a gift um from god and we should i think we should be proud of it and um but there are so many things so so many so many so many gifts um that are from god and you're right it's there's i think we know when we're boasting in the wrong way right you'll feel it you'll know it but um i think you're right (laughs) well it's when you when you think it's all because of you (laughs) right right yeah yep exactly so (laughs) no it's fun this life is is uh a really awesome journey yeah that's cool um well one last thing just as we close up especially as you're someone who comes from like you know a lot about like the country and you love the country I just wanted 
to ask you if you could give like a positive message for especially during this time where like there's lots of political unrest and stuff but also just in life just a positive message for anyone who's listening yeah well if you're listening to this and you live on planet earth and you're lucky enough to be in america um then you um should be aware that um this this country that we live in is something that has been inspired um, by God through us humans and these people who um, once again weren't perfect for it and didn't know exactly how it was all going to turn out but it has turned out um, and it has um, got us to where we are today I think the people um, those early patriots who um, started us down this path um, I think some of those visions and hopes and dreams of what they thought it would be um, we're in it right yeah. we're in it right now um, and I I keep thinking of uh, the history of America I don't know that many of us think of it but those history books are being written every day when we're we're a part of it and um, we're writing some amazing history and um, it may be pages that aren't in the big book individually we're writing these pages and how are we writing them I think we're writing them um, in these small circles in our lives and um, in our homes is where it starts um, but it's it's our um, sharing our hearts sharing um, our blood sweat and tears with those in our home and outside of our home it's standing up and doing it's getting out and putting one foot in front of the other it's standing up and speaking up um, when you feel it is the right time um, and even in the time that you don't feel comfortable in um, again those little examples that you set you never know how far that little ripple will reach um, and so just think about um, what part we're playing in writing the next chapter of the American history and, and what part will you play in it? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think that's really important. And to actually take those things and think about how you can do them, do something with um, whatever blessings you have been given in life. So thank you for this conversation <laughs> yeah I'm happy happy to be on it was awesome this has uh, been a, a great experience I'm proud of you and all the things that you've done and all the things you're doing and I uh, wish you the best in, um, in your journey and wherever it takes you thank you you too <laughs> I hope you enjoy playing some basketball soon <laughs> yeah I'll see if I can hobble down the court <laughs> all right Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and enjoyed hearing from Kyle. I really didn't do too much editing on that one because I felt like there was basically constant, constant conversation throughout the whole thing. And I'm trying to make the conversations as genuine as possible. So that I thought was a really awesome episode. I really enjoyed the conversation. And please try to remember things that we talked about that can help you out in your life. So one thing I wanted to mention is... 
uh, come New Year's, I'm going to be trying out some new strategies with my podcasts and stuff because I really want to try to get specific messages out to the world about the gospel, about learning to find meaning in life, and I really want to be able to interview as many people as possible before I go on my mission because I think that it would be so cool for anyone really to look back in years and have like an hour-long conversation recorded of them talking to me and like that can help you remember who you once were and honestly it's it's fun it's cool and I'm hoping to keep pushing forward with it so I hope you all have a great week I'm not sure who my podcast guest is going to be next week I think I have an idea but we'll see how it is enjoy your Christmas season one last thing I absolutely must mention Today is the one-year anniversary of when I last ate meat, and guess what? I'm still alive. I'm still happy, healthy, and strong, and, you know, it's been an amazing year. I've changed so much more in this past year than I ever thought I would. So, if that has anything to do with me not eating meat, there you go. But, you know, I'm just here to tell you, you can live and grow and do lots of things without eating animals so <laughs> i hope you enjoyed <laughs>